This is Mental Health and You with WCPA. We're your hosts, Taylor Kennedy, Caitlin Schaefer, and Jacqueline Simplecamp. Our podcast covers mental health topics for you. From us, licensed mental health professionals. Let's get to this week's episode. Happy Monday and welcome back to Mental Health and You. We hope that you all had a great weekend and feel ready to take on your week. This week, we are going to explore finding balance, which this looks different for everyone. But in general, we are going to talk a lot about balance between work, school, family, and your social life. We're so excited to get into this topic. It's really relevant for everyone, I would say. I think I was in college when I saw this meme of a picture of like 10 different things that a person in school tries to balance, (laughs) but then that person fails because it's impossible. The message of this picture wasn't very uplifting, but I think a lot of us can relate to feeling like we can't balance everything all at once. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it's definitely taking like a seemingly long time for me to realize the importance of finding balance in my life. In some ways, I think it's something that we always are going to have to work on. But once we get in that good balance routine, it's almost freeing. Oh, yeah, I I definitely see that. I feel like balance is something that comes up in so many of my sessions. And, you know, the struggle to find balance, it's obviously going to look different for different people, right? But In general, I would say, though, when my clients feel unbalanced in one or more areas of their life, it really impacts their ability to feel successful overall. Often I hear that they're anxious, they have trouble sleeping, and most of all, across all ages and stages of life, they struggle in various social situations. Yeah, and I think with a lot of the topics we've talked about so far, Something we notice as therapists is how balance looks different based on age groups and populations that we see. Something coming to mind for me is how a child might have to balance schoolwork, extracurricular activities, friendships, home responsibilities, and family time. Honestly, as people get older, they have more to pile onto that. So take those childhood components and add on work duties or professional development Maybe you're in a romantic relationship now, so adding that to the balance, possibly adding kids in there, it's a lot. It is a lot, and those are perfect examples. It can be really tough to navigate those the balance of those things at the different phases in your life. So acknowledging what balance looks like throughout those stages is really important. So let me ask, how do you guys find balance? For me, it looks like making time for what matters most. This is something that I had to learn a long time ago. If I don't prioritize what matters most to me, I will never feel balanced. You know, you make time for what's important to you. It's not always easy to make time for those those things, but setting priorities impacts your ability to find balance and feel more in control of your life. Definitely. And I, I've learned for me that taking time for self-care And recognizing when my life is maybe getting a little off balance is really helpful to get me back on track. Um, So sometimes I think we feel pulled in a million directions in life, just like all of those examples Jacqueline just listed. And it's important to find that time to slow down a bit. I love that you say that. A lot of the time we may think about things we have to do or have to get done, but it's important to take the time and think about what really matters to us personally. I'm a big fan of list making, and I think it's helpful to write everything down that you would like to prioritize or make time for and rank them from most important to you to least important. 
It's not that the things on the bottom of the list don't have a place in your life, but maybe these responsibilities or tasks can be adjusted in how you handle them. Prioritizing is a huge help for me too, personally, and also for a lot of my clients. It's something that I encourage my clients to do, and especially when they're trying to maintain or even just find that balance in life. Jacqueline, I'm a huge list maker, so I love that you say that. I think for me, it's really like I get so much joy out of crossing things off my list too, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of therapeutic to make the list, like get everything in my head onto paper and be like, okay, now I can visualize it. But I think then I want to start taking it one step further and then, okay, now that I visualize it, let's prioritize it now while it's on this list. I like that idea. When I think about balance, I really try to break it down. So that's a good idea for, you know, breaking it down one step further for me. And, you know, for me, it's easiest to separate internal and external balance. In my eyes, internal refers to, you know, my personal values, my morals, goals, things that um, really nurture and, I don't know, impact my well-being as an individual. And then external would be, you know, my environment, work, a social life, so forth. Do you guys ever view balance like this? Or in general, do you think there is a difference between internal and external balance? So I actually haven't thought of it that way before, but I really like how you put it because it's a way for us to separate what do we internally have going on or what do we have going on as an individual versus our outside world and other people or things that we interact with. Okay. So then I want to ask y'all a question based on how we've kind of just broken down balance as internal or external. Do you think that we can have one without the other or are they mutually exclusive? And for those of you listening, give us your thoughts. Let us know what you think on this. Do you think that you can have internal balance without external balance? Or do you kind of think they go hand in hand? It's interesting. I think it can look a number of different ways. I'm sure there are some people who feel like all of their own personal needs are in balance and are being met, but maybe some things on the outside aren't quite there. Then you have people who might have it all together at work, for example, but aspects in their personal world need more attention. I do think that if we can have some form of balance in both areas, it can only make us feel better. I find that many of my adult clients kind of intertwine these. Part of their personal identity may be their job or their job may require working from home, which heavily plays a role into their personal life. That internal and external are just kind of go hand in hand sometimes, which makes it challenging for them to physically or mentally separate them. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong way to think about it as long as it works and makes sense for you. I really like how you say that your clients intertwine them because I think that's definitely true. For me personally, for anyone who really knows me, they know that I'm the queen of taking too much on. Mm -hmm. And in the past, I've put my own needs to the side. And that is the quickest way to become mentally overwhelmed and burn out. So Over the years, I've learned that I need to find time for myself, too, in order to keep up all of the tasks that I want to take on. Oh, gosh. Yeah. There have definitely been times in my life when I have had one without the other. And, you know, as I've grown up, I've come to realize that for me, it is extremely important for my mental health to have both. And it's undeniable that there's a difference in my quality of life when I have internal and external balance in my life compared to when I don't. If I don't have internal balance, it almost makes me feel like there is no external to be found. 
But this definitely isn't always easy to accomplish and to stay on top of. Yeah, I think people in general tend to put a lot of pressure on themselves and try to give everything their 100% effort and time always. And that just isn't it. It's not possible. There is room for things to give a little. And first and foremost, we need to be focusing on ourselves and making sure that we're good and have our needs met before we can do anything else. I think so many people can identify with that. And I, Jacqueline, I'm like you, I'm a list person. I am super type A. So when my life gets a little messy, my mind gets super cluttered too. So I think that's how it is for a lot of my clients as well. So finding that balance to stay mentally on track, whether it's internally or externally, is just something that, I mean, makes life so much healthier. I think we could all agree too, it's not always easy to do this. So like I said, writing things down, and like Jacqueline said, is super helpful. And it just goes back to that prioritization piece we mentioned. A priority on that list, though, I believe should always be that taking a few minutes to yourself to reflect on those needs, identifying the things you are feeling and that are going on and maybe the things that are going well, asking yourself, am I feeling balanced? And if the answer is no, then trying to identify what's off and do some problem solving to get things back on track. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to be selfish. You can't pour from an empty cup. So it's extremely important to take time to take care of yourself first. Others will benefit from the spillover, right? So I find so many of my clients struggle and as, you know, as humans in general, like humanity struggles with this, I think. But in many of my sessions, we talk about this and I talk to them about how others can benefit from the spillover when your cup is full. But if your cup is empty, no one's winning. Do you guys find yourselves, your clients, your friends, family, anyone you know? Um, I'm sure you do, but who do you notice struggles with this? Yeah, like, again, we need to focus on ourselves first. And I love how you put it, the spillover. I think that's a really good visual of how it works because once you give you know, once you fill yourself up, you have so much more to give to other people. In my clients, I've seen that the comparison factor, where they feel like everyone else has it together and is accomplishing all of these things. They feel like they should be taking every AP class involved in every sport and club, taking on every project at work. I think that doing some of that is great and it's healthy to push ourselves a little, but we can't do it all without sacrificing our own mental health. Yeah, that comparison piece is such a big factor. And Taylor, to go back to your question too, I find that a lot of my clients, even some of my friends and family, compare themselves in different parts of their life to others. And it almost creates the sense of being off balance. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really glad that you guys brought that up. Because when a client maybe discusses feeling overwhelmed with those life comparisons, Um, I like to kind of reference that popular phrase of comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And in my own opinion, one of the reasons that's the case is because we start to compare ourselves to others and then we lose track of that balance that's helpful in our own life. Oh, I love that. I love that phrase. You're right. Like comparing yourself to anyone else, it will rob you of joy over Mm -hmm. and over again. And I don't think that the struggle to find balance ever really goes away either. You know, it just changes. It looks different, right? So as we go through life, that balance is going to look different. But regardless, we are always going to be juggling multiple things in multiple areas of our lives. 
Right. You know, just as you said, I think as we get older, it just becomes more challenging. Isn't it funny how as kids we thought things were so tough? And I mean, gosh, if we only knew that being an adult would be even harder. (laughs) (laughs) The balance just changes though. And that's exactly, I think, what we're talking about. You know, different transitions in life bring different challenges in keeping the balance. But honestly, I also think sometimes as adults, we forget the struggles of being a child. And obviously, children don't understand the challenges of adulthood because they haven't been there yet. So this concept almost makes most sense for me when I'm working with families where the parent or the child shares that they feel like that lack of respect or understanding from the other. So many times I see it comes down to the child or the parent or both are struggling to understand or just be empathetic to the challenges of balancing life in their current role. I thought life was so hard as a kid, y'all. Like, <laughs> right. I remember being like, I have to go to school all the time, and then I have homework, and then I have to go to yeah. sports practice. And I have to empty the dishwasher. <laughs> right. And then you want me to do chores, and I have a bedtime, yeah. and you're always telling me what to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You're absolutely right. It's crazy because as you get older, the responsibilities just like amplify and grow mm-hmm. in importance. Um, and taking that one step further, When I think of balance in adulthood, the main factors that come to mind is that finding that work-life balance, you know, intimate relationships, finances, and children, if you have them, just add on. Um, I also notice many adults struggling to find the right balance of self-care. I think as we get older, we often forget this is important. As we're juggling everything else and pouring into other areas of our lives, we forget the importance of self-care as we age and we gain those significant responsibilities in the world. But with all of this being said, why does finding balance have to be so hard? Seriously, it's such a good question. (sighs) I don't know if there's even an easy answer. But it's interesting because I think as Americans, our society kind of puts such an emphasis on work that personal things tend to be pushed back to the back burner due to the demands of the workplace. I've had clients and friends that are from other countries that have acknowledged to me that this work-life balance thing isn't as difficult from where they're from. So it's kind of interesting to think about how we compare culturally to other countries in regards to this work-life balance. Such a good point. It really is. I don't know if you guys have traveled outside of the country or studied abroad or something like that, but I just, you know, got reminded of studying abroad in Denmark because their work life balance is so different. Like they really prioritize even having time in the middle of their day for themselves. And I wish that we could do something like that here. Oh my gosh, yes. I had a similar study abroad. I went to Belize and let me tell you, it was drastically different, the pace of life there. Exactly. So I think we've got some work to do on that one. Let's do it. I would agree. (laughs) And we need to learn to give ourselves grace when it comes to balance too. And actually, I think that is balance, right? So let's say one week is really stressful and we need to give more attention to our external world in order to get some tasks done. But the next week lightens up a little and we can put more time into ourselves and our own mental health. I think ultimately it would be nice to have time for everything. But in reality, balance is shifting energy and attention to where it's needed most at that time. That's a really great point. And, you know, another thing that I think is important is identifying small things that 
have a larger impact in contributing to you finding balance and helping you feel more calm um, when you aren't working, right? So I'm thinking about little things at home, right? So a clean house, getting a good night's rest, prioritizing that, having good hygiene, creating routine, um, finding time for self-care, of course, and then that all will allow you to feel like you can be more productive in the workplace because you aren't thinking about the 400 million things on your to-do list for after you get off work. Um, And I think that those small things can really contribute to overall feelings of calmness um, because things are under control. That's such a good point. At the end of the day, it really does just kind of go back to simply taking care of ourselves and recognizing when we need to adjust things a bit. Yes, it all comes down to those basic needs. I think we need to do an episode on self-care. I think we mentioned it enough times. We really need to get into (laughs) it now. I think along with what's been said, accepting our reality can help us find balance too. It can be tempting to dream of our lives being different or wish we didn't have to deal with our current situation. But ultimately, we need to face and accept what we've got going right now to be able to do anything about it. You know, that's, that's actually a really good point, Jacqueline. We we all have limited time, money, energy, right? So at the end of the day, there's only so much we can do. And that truly, it, it has to be enough. Being able to lay your head down on that pillow at the end of the day, knowing that you did the best you could with the tools you had that day. I think that's something we all need to work on is giving ourselves that grace. That's such an important piece to this episode and so many others too. Grace is hard to give ourselves sometimes and it's something that I think we all you know, can focus on. And it might also be helpful to note that sometimes it's really important to have an accountability partner to maintain good balance. I always am promoting using your support systems and this is just another area that having someone to kind of walk alongside you with can be really meaningful and beneficial. I loved talking about this. I think balance is something everyone deals with, like hands down. Mm -hmm. So next week, though, we are talking about how to communicate with our kids. We'll get into how to go about it when traditional communication just doesn't seem to be working. We cannot wait for y'all to hear this episode as we dive into discussing communication with our kiddos. This can be a tough one to navigate for parents, teachers, leaders of all kinds, and I can't wait to talk about it. We're definitely excited to get into it next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. Talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.